This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. New to the LJS podcast or just haven't gotten connected before? Then go and subscribe at learnjazzstandards.com slash newsletter. Become part of our jazz community and get our free ebook, A Jazz Guide to Practicing. learnjazzstandards.com slash newsletter. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Brent. You're listening to the LJS Podcast. And if this is your first time listening to the podcast today, I want to welcome you. The LJS Podcast is all about jazz advice, jazz tips, helping each other become better jazz musicians. It's really a jazz geeks podcast. So if that's you, you're in the right place. Uh, and, and if you're not familiar with Learn Jazz Standards, uh, head over to learnjazzstandards.com. Uh, we're well known for our blog uh, and now our podcast over this last year. So lots of great stuff to be found there. And in today's episode 42, which is our last podcast episode of the year 2016, I can't believe that this year is over and in a lot of ways I'm I'm happy it's over uh because I would say for for a lot of the world uh 2016 has been a bit of a rough year. So in a lot of ways I say a not so fond farewell and a welcome to 2017 hoping that bigger and better things are on the horizon. Um but it's it's unbelievable that it's the end of a year and and like a, a lot of you out there at the end of this year going into a new year, a new chapter, we like to think about what we wish we would have done this year and what we can do better the next year. And and you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the dreaded New Year's resolutions. A lot of people make New Year's resolutions, but very few people seem to actually keep their New Year's resolutions. In fact, uh, there's a statistic out uh, uh, for the United States anyways, uh, can't speak for the rest of the world, that only 8% of people that make New Year's resolutions actually achieve them, okay? And, and then there's a mix in between of people that, that just absolutely fail completely and people that are inconsistent with their success. Uh, but only 8%, only 8% of people achieve their new year's resolutions. And so as jazz musicians, when we're when we're thinking about this this new chapter, you know, a lot of people think about that's why we make new year's resolutions. We think about these new years as a, as a time to to start over, to start fresh and and get rid of the old way and start in with a new way. And as jazz musicians, we're wanting to become better jazz players, right? We we may have had all these ideas about practicing time and, and what we were going to achieve, how many solos you were going to learn. Uh, you mean fill in the blanks for yourself. And then that 
fell apart during 2016 or or maybe it's kind of a new feeling for you of uh un, you know being unsatisfied with where you're at in your jazz playing and so now we have this opportunity to do something about it and, and I'll be honest with you for a long time I never made new year's resolutions because it, you know honestly I I just felt like I was going to fail anyways and I didn't want to make empty promises to myself. But over the years, I've learned that New Year's resolutions are really great if you plan for them correctly. If you set yourself up for success, they can be amazing because they can actually produce real results for you. So I want to share with you on today's episode 42 how to keep your jazz New Year's resolutions and and how to plan for a productive, goal-oriented year of jazz improvement. Let's dive into that. First, let's have a little word on what you actually should be setting for your jazz New Year's resolutions. Like, what should you be working on to become a better jazz musician and for everybody that's going to be a slightly different answer right I mean because your aspirations might be different than somebody else's and everybody uh, might be struggling with one thing or another you know it's up to you it's all relative Uh, but you know just to help you out a little bit I I would say that normally I kind of sum up uh, all these things that you should do to become a better jazz musician in three different subjects. And the first one is technique, which is pretty much everything to do with learning your instrument, knowing your instrument really well. It has to do with scales, arpeggios, being able to navigate your instrument properly. It has to do with all those things, which almost has little to nothing to do with actual jazz music, but it's incredibly important. So technique is one. And the next one is jazz repertoire. You need to know the music, right? You have to understand the tradition of the music. You have to have a repertoire of of jazz standards to know, right? And, And only then can you start branching out, being educated to write your own music within the style and so on and so forth. But you need to know the music. So jazz repertoire is the second subject. And the third subject and the last subject that I think about is jazz language okay we need to learn the jazz language which partly comes from learning jazz repertoire but this has a lot to do with listening to jazz this has a lot to do with learning jazz solos from the greats learning licks bringing them into all 12 keys uh, trying to learn vocabulary and yes you could put some jazz theory in there like things to help you conceptualize jazz language all of that fits but those are the three subjects i normally think about so if you're having a hard time figuring out what you should be working on for your jazz New Year's resolutions, refer to those three subjects, technique, jazz repertoire, jazz language, and look for things that you can work on within those three topics. Now, if you're not exactly quite sure what your weaknesses are, what you need to work on, which most musicians do know that because we tend to be very self-loathing characters who are overly critical about everything we do, oftentimes in a quite unhealthy way. So you probably already know what you're not good at, what you need to work on. But if for some reason you don't, 
record yourself and listen back. Okay, that's really important. Record yourself, listen back for at a jam session, at a gig, or even just by yourself. And, and really ask yourself the questions. What do I need to work on? Recording yourself is always a good practice to do for, for everybody. Um, but have a reality check and listen back to a recording of yourself uh, to define what your weaknesses are. Okay, so now I'm going to go through some some steps to keeping your your jazz New Year's resolution and also setting it at the same time. And the first place I want to start, and this is really critical for your success, okay? This is very critical, and it's be realistic. The, the biggest temptation when making New Year's resolutions is, is being unrealistic about what you can actually achieve. I mean, it's easy to dream up all the amazing things you can accomplish and where your jazz playing should be, but it's another thing to actually do them. You need to set a goal that makes sense for you, which which requires some thought. You know, how much time do I reasonably have to practice or to to do whatever I need to do for my jazz playing? How much time do I actually have? Am, am I trying to do something that is just setting myself up for failure because it's just too overwhelming? So this is critical. If you're overdoing it, you're probably going to fail. So, you know, pick something. It can be a challenge. I mean, you want it to be a little bit of a challenge. You don't want it to be too easy, but you also don't want it to be too hard. So really think about it. Don't be ashamed to tone down your musical goals a little bit, your jazz New Year's resolution. It's far better to do less and, and accomplish your goals rather than set the bar too high and end up doing little to nothing. Okay, so be realistic. Okay, so now the next thing is is once you've established what you want to accomplish, you've got to make a plan. Okay, this is what it's all about. Okay, this is this is the part that a lot of people discard. You know, a very common New Year's resolution is, you know, I'm feeling overweight, I'm feeling unhealthy, I want to be healthy, so I'm going to go to the gym next year. You know, in 2017, I'm going to be going to the gym. I mean, any gym will tell you that their memberships skyrocket at the beginning of the year because a lot of people make that New Year's resolution, but a lot of people fail on that New Year's resolution. Why? They never made a plan. They, they probably weren't realistic with themselves, and then they didn't make a plan about how they were going to do it. You know, when am I going to go to the gym? How much time do I have to go to the gym? Uh, will I be able to keep up with the schedule that I started with for the entire year, you know, it's all these things that you have to think about. And this is very critical. It's just as critical as the first step of being realistic, because if you don't make a plan, if you aren't goal oriented, then it's all going to fall apart. And and I, and I you need to write down your goal. You need to write down what you're going to do. Put it on your wall. I, I have my in the wall in front of me uh, in my studio here. I have post-it notes everywhere with goals and notes and what I need to accomplish. I mean, you have to be able to tangibly, visibly see your goals, see your plan. So you have to make a plan. And, and if you're if you're on the show, if you're on the, the website, rather, I have in the show notes um, a, a master plan diagram that I that I have had in a in a previous blog post. So if you're if you're on the show notes, you can go ahead and check that out. If you're not there, go to learnjazzstandards.com, podcast in the top menu, and find this episode 42. 
that's a really great diagram of of how to set your goals. And I, I break it apart into long-term goals, which would be for the entire year. So let's say you want to learn, I'm, I'm going to make up kind of a big goal. It, it might be unrealistic. I'm not sure, but 50 jazz standards by the end of the year. You want to learn 50 jazz standards by the end of the year. That's one of your goals. And then you also will have short-term goals that you need to work on. And these short-term goals are being informed by your long-term goals. So your short-term goals are going to help you accomplish that. So in, in other words, you figure out, well, how many jazz standards do I need to learn per month in order to reach that goal? So now you have a monthly goal and then perhaps even a weekly goal. How many jazz standards per week do I need to learn in order to reach that goal? Uh, and, and then we have something else called micro goals. Micro goals are informed by the short term goals. So that could look like, uh, again, on a weekly basis or it could look like a daily basis. How much do I have to practice each day in order to do that? Or if I want to learn a jazz standard by the end of the week, how do I break that apart to actually accomplish that by the end of the week and actually know that tune really well. That's what a micro goal is. So this handout that I've given you, it's a diagram. You can you can fill that in for yourself and, and that might help you. So that's a little resource that I'll include. Um, I, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this in, in a little bit, but I have to do a little bit of promotion here because the e-course that we just came out with, 30 Days to Better Jazz Playing, is the ultimate Jazz New Year's resolution e-course. I didn't even realize that until I, I started planning for this episode. Uh, it's really all about going through 30 days of goal-oriented, focused practicing. So I'll talk more about that course, but this course really sets you up to do all these things. So you have to make a plan. Making a plan is incredibly important. You need to write it down so that you know how you're going to execute it. You've made a realistic goal for your new year's resolution and now you're making a master plan of how to actually carry it out by establishing long-term goals short-term goals and micro goals okay so make a plan All right, just a quick recap. So far, to keep our New Year's resolutions, we need to be realistic about them, and we also need to create a plan. We need to set goals, write them down, and create a plan about how we're going to execute. Now, the next step, I would say, is is you need to create momentum. You need to create momentum for your goals to get the ball rolling. You know, uh, the ball's not going to start rolling unless you give it a nice, swift hefty kick. So the hardest part about achieving your New Year's resolutions is is actually starting them. Once you've decided what your goals are, you shouldn't waste too much time before you get started. You, sh- you should start right away. You got to decide to act right away. I mean, as human beings, we love to talk about all the things we want to achieve, right? Like a lot of us have great ideas all the time. We tell our friends, our family, uh, hey, uh, I have this idea to do this, blah, 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 blah. And I hear that all the time from people, but I, I see very little action. So action is really what it's all about. So don't be a talker, be a doer. Pick up your instrument and go, okay? Stop making up excuses about why you're not starting. I mean, excuses won't get you anywhere at all. So the the, the biggest mistake you can do is just push it off 
uh, every day that you don't start your New Year's resolution, your Jazz New Year's resolution, is is hurting your chances of succeeding. Okay, it, it's really going to hold you back. So once you get started, you got to keep the ball rolling. Don't slow down. Just keep following the plan. You got to stick with the plan. But you first got to create that momentum. Get the ball rolling. Give it a nice hefty kick to get it started. So create that momentum. Don't wait too long before starting on your plan. Now, the next thing you need to do is you need to keep motivated. Now, I know that's a that's such a broad thing to say. I mean, keep motivated. Doesn't that all depend on your mood? Well, sure, it probably does. But there's actually a lot of things that we can do to keep motivated. And luckily, so far with the steps I've given you, some of that is already built in. For, for example, it's hard to be motivated if you've been unrealistic with your goals because it's just simply too hard. The task is too difficult. It's too daunting, and and it's just not gonna. It's not gonna keep you going forward in a realistic manner. So if you've already set a realistic goal, it's not gonna be such a toilsome task. That's gonna help you stay motivated. So that's why that step is so important. Now, also staying motivated is all about having a plan. If you have a plan in place, you can see what's going to happen. That also helps you stay motivated. And that, so that's also why having that, that goal, that goal is, is really important. That plan, that master plan in place. And of course, having momentum. If you've already had a great start where things already kicked off, well, again, that's going to help your chances of maintaining that motivation. But like all human beings, we, start losing motivation. We start losing focus. We forget why we set out to do what we set out to do in the first place. So how do we stay motivated to achieve our New Year's resolutions? Well, one thing that can really help is just having accountability. Do you have another jazz friend that you can team up with with your resolutions? Uh, Do you have someone else that is willing to go in on you with this thing to join you in your quest for your New Year's resolution, that can really help if you have that. Now, you don't want to burn yourself out either. So again, if you set a realistic uh, goal, this won't be such a big problem. But don't burn yourself out. So you may have gotten kicked off for the right start, but you maybe should watch your pacing. You know, you know, don't don't go too hard. Or you might start getting unmotivated. So that goes along with being realistic. Now you also have to make sure that your goals have some kind of tangible reward attached to them. And maybe not just one reward. Not just the reward that's at the end of your New Year's resolution. Multiple rewards in between. You know, I hate doing laundry. I absolutely hate it. One of one of the things I, I hate to do most in life. And I, I live in an apartment in New York City, so I don't have uh, I don't have laundry in my uh, my apartment, not even in my building. I have to walk to a laundromat and get my laundry done. It's just a big toilsome task for me and I hate doing it. So you know what I always do when I have to do laundry? I don't make my goal, oh well then you're gonna have cleaner clothes. I'm it's just not rewarding enough to me. I always end up doing something like I'm well, I'm going to go out to lunch. Once I do put the laundry in, I'm going to go out for lunch, you know, and it helps me <laughs> keep a little bit motivated or I'm going to go do this or do that, you know, something that that stimulates me so that I'm like, all right, well, at least there's a reward attached to doing this. Uh, you know, very classic. Uh, 
But you need to do the same thing with your New Year's resolutions. Make sure that you have tangible rewards built in so that you're going to not only just feel like, hey, well, now that I'm done this year, I'm a better jazz player. But what did you actually get from that? You know, what was that? So those are also things that you need to think about. Now, the last thing about staying motivated is you need to stay engaged with jazz music and with the jazz community. You know, I know for me, when I go out and see a live show of, of some jazz musicians that I really appreciate and enjoy, I get motivated because I'm excited to see someone doing something so well that I'm trying to achieve. It gets me excited to practice. It gets me excited to keep going with my goals that I set out to do. So you want to get motivated. You want to maybe go to jam sessions, let other musicians that are in the same boat as you inspire you, hang out with musicians that are better than you and maybe hang out with some musicians that maybe look up to you because that can be motivating as well to feel like you have something to share with them and then someone else has something to share with you. So stay engaged, stay engaged in the jazz community, stay engaged in jazz music, go out and and see music so that you can stay motivated. Okay, so in summary, if we want to keep our jazz New Year's resolutions, we first need to set realistic goals. We need to be able to achieve what we're setting out to do that's not going to burn us out. And then we need to create a plan. We need to create a master plan, a a, a goal-oriented plan that has long-term, short-term, and micro goals attached to them to help us carry these things out. And then we need to create momentum. We need to get the ball rolling. We need to give it a kick. We need to start right away, not wait too long, so that we're, we're, we're starting on, on the right foot, that we're getting started, we're getting the ball rolling, and we have some firepower behind us. And then we need to keep motivated. And we need to do that by, by following the steps before. We need to do that by surrounding ourselves with the jazz community. We need to do that by, by making sure that our goals have tangible rewards attached to them. And that's how we keep motivated. Do all these things. And I guarantee you 2017 is going to be a monumental year for your jazz playing. Now, I talked about this earlier, so I just want to briefly talk about it again. If you want some help with your jazz resolutions, then I would really suggest our e-course 30 Days to Better Jazz Playing. It's it's a 30-day course that brings you through goal-oriented, focused practicing, and, and it helps you set goals and have daily tasks that you can do. You don't have to accomplish it in 30 days. You can take longer to do it. Uh, you can take your own time. And it's an audio e-course. It's led by me. Uh, and you'll be really setting yourself up for success. So this is the ultimate uh, New Year's resolution course. I, I really realized by planning this uh, episode today. So if you're interested in that, you can go find that and learn more about it at learnjazzstandards.com slash 30 days so it's learnjazzstandards.com slash three zero days all right that's all for today's episode of the lgs podcast i want to thank you for listening thanks for tuning in and if you have anything else to add to that if you have other ways that you like to uh keep your new year's resolutions then 
Feel free to add a comment on the comment section on the show notes on the website if you're there. I want to hear from you. This is a jazz community. And remember that if you want to check out the 30 Days to Better Jazz Playing e-course, go to learnjazzstandards.com slash 30 days. This will really help you out with your jazz New Year's resolutions. All right, so next week we're going to have episode 43. Happy New Year, and I'll see you on the other side. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.